If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the Sex and Relationship Podcast. Where I am, Beth. That means I'm Brian. <laughs> and we are talking about all of your sex and relationship and love and dating and fucking and smooching and topics of the world. All of it. <laughs> all of it. I also think it's been a while since we mentioned that Brian and I are BFFs and we don't be fucking each other. We don't be fucking. <laughs> we fuck just oh, not each other we fuck we just don't fuck each other <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah you know i feel like we've had a lot of new listeners lately yeah yeah for sure so, uh, cleveland i don't know what's going on there I don't, fuck yeah cleveland fuck yeah they're, cleveland they're like oh no seattle suck our dicks okay right? <laughs> we're coming for you we're gonna be the number one city in the world yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're referring to, last episode was our Frank anniversary. Do mm-hmm. you like that segue, Brian? That was um, genius. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's just so natural at this point for me. Um, <laughs> so our our last episode was our Frank anniversary. Yeah, two years of doing this podcast. Two whole years. Yeah, wow. but on that episode, we talked about. Uh, the top cities that are listeners to the show. And Mm -hmm. uh, it came out that Ashburn was number one, number two was Seattle, number three was Cleveland. But Cleveland's coming in hot, man. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. Are are the Browns and the Seahawks in the same division? No. No. It's been so long since I've (laughs) talked sports. I know. Literally, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how I was like, I feel like depressed because there's no sports to talk about. (laughs) Like, it's burning my soul alive to not be like, well, because I was having a whole conversation with someone about, well, the Patriots and Tom Brady and all that. And it was like a goddamn press conference where it's like, Beth, how do you feel about it? I'm like, well, I know what children (laughs) of divorce feel like now. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) anyway but um but yeah so uh yeah so that was our last episode that was a lot of fun and uh yeah absolutely and if you like that episode or this episode or any of the episodes um please give us a five-star review on itunes and stitcher also review us on facebook we got a good facebook page going i try to keep keep that going every single day it is super fresh, and I did have a couple of hot memes to throw up that I got oh, good. yesterday. So. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. There's been there's been some good ones out there. Also, so I have oh. I have to share with you my uh, new slick way for getting people's phone numbers. Like, because I was just telling Brian, I made a few new friends yesterday, uh-huh. and um, the way that I like get people to give um, give me their phone number or to get their phone number without being weird about it. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. I'm 39 and I'm asking for your phone number because I need new friends, not because I want to go on a date with you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the way that I've discovered doing it is like, if someone like gets so, like get in the topic of memes, show them a hot meme, they'll show you a hot meme. And then you'd be like, Oh girl, you got to send that to me. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And then boom, then you have their phone number. Look at you. Without being weird about it. (laughs) That's smooth as fuck. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) So you're welcome, audience, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Good thinking. Yeah. 
We also have a uh, Patreon, and you can visit that at www.patreon.com slash frankenbeans, all spelled out. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And for as little as $3, you can get a beer crack in your honor. We will cheers to you and drink one for you. And that one this week was for Brittany in Guess Where? Cleveland. Cleveland? Whoa! Thanks, Brittany. (laughs) Thanks, Brittany. (laughs) That's awesome. Also, don't forget to email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. We do have our 100th episode coming up. Woo! Woo! And for our 50th episode, we did uh, listener emails where we took um, questions or dating stories or anything that you guys wanted to share with us and made a whole episode about it. What we're going to do this round is the top three best stories or questions will receive a free t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Get in on that. So get in our DMs or in our email or whatever you feel is appropriate. Mm-hmm. If you want to share a hot meme with me, I'll take your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're at, This is an episode 91 right now. Mm-hmm. So you've got time, but also you'll get bonus points towards that t-shirt for the sooner you send it. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Brian. Are you ready for the... Fuck yeah, news story of the week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, news story of the week. Fuck yeah, news story of the week. We've got driving strip of fuck yeah, master belly in an Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this week's fuck yeah, news story of the week uh, comes to us from citiespeak.org. Sounds official. Yeah, uh, it's .org is always like a clue that it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, But it is that the Supreme Court of the United States of America rules that employers may be sued for sex orientation and gender identity discrimination. <laughs> USA. 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 It is about fucking time. Fuck yeah, dude. Humanity is on fire lately, and I am here for it. Yes. So Monday, in a 6-3 decision in Bostock versus Clayton County, the Supreme Court of the United States of America held that gay and transgender employees may sue their employees under Title VII for discriminating against them because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 outlaws employment discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. Mm -hmm. So this case will significantly affect states and local governments, which may now be sued under Title VII by gay and transgender employees. Previously, a patchwork of states allowed discrimination claims under state law. But now federal law supersedes all of that. So very nice. Yeah. The court, in an opinion written by Justice Gorush or Gorsuch, sorry, uh, began its analysis by considering the definition of the word sex. The court assumed that the term refers only to biological distinctions between male and female. But the court noted Title VII prohibits taking certain actions because of sex 
meaning sex can be one of multiple factors, and Title VII prohibits discrimination against individuals, not groups. Outstanding. Love it. So Out fucking standing. Yeah. SCOTUS is on fire this week. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Brian, I take a little drink there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a mouthful of whiskey and I was like, oh shit, here we are. <laughs> right on so are you ready to jump into our topic today beth i was born ready we (laughs) are going to talk about the greatest romantic gestures throughout history Woo! so sexually romantic yeah now i mean anybody who listens to the show knows that beth and i are kind of like romance that's stupid gross ew so maybe we decided to switch it, switch it up and talk about a little romance instead of all the sexy episodes. Yeah. We've been talking a lot of sexy stuff lately, but yeah, you know what? Sure. This is sex and relationships podcast. Yeah, so. it's it's not all about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot about fucking. <laughs> a lot about fucking. Yeah, so today we're going to bring you the most romantic gestures throughout history. Oh, so lovely. Maybe so it'll cute. give Maybe it'll give me faith in love again. Probably yeah. not, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not. You. Yeah. So, a number one on our list is Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. While not a romantic gesture while they were together. Baseball legend Joe DiMaggio's streak of hitting 56 consecutive games is one of the rare sports records that will probably never be broken. Excuse me. Broken. Yeah. Sorry. I just (laughs) mowed the lawn earlier. So I got a lot of (laughs) stuff up in there still. Okay. Uh, That will probably never be broken. But it was Marilyn Monroe who broke his heart. They were married for less than a year in 1954. But when she died in 1962, he arranged with a flower shop to place long-stemmed roses on her grave three times a week for the next 20 years. Goodness. Can you imagine that floral shop's like, yeah, son. Yeah, you got got a big Joe. (laughs) Anything for you. I mean, that's crazy. That is fucking love, though. Sure. Yeah, for 20 years after she's dead, like... Yeah. Do you ever think that, you know, he was trying to get some tang and they're like, but wait a minute, aren't you still sending a dead girl flowers? <laughs> like, <laughs> How right. serious can you take this relationship? I mean, I like to think that all of my ex-boyfriends think about me for the next 20 years, but <laughs> you never know. Mm. How sweet. Yeah, definitely. So next, let's move on to Carol Lombard and Clark Gable. He's a real sex machine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dapper and mustachioed Clark Gable was one of Hollywood's biggest male sex symbols from the early 1930s all the way to the early 1960s. 30 years. Yeah, can you imagine? That doesn't happen anymore. Not really. I mean, the only guys I can think of are like Harrison Ford or Richard Gere or like, Okay, sure. But it seems like, and maybe this is maybe this is very sexist, but like 
You look at uh, Megan Fox. She was a sex symbol for three years. Right. Now no one gives a shit what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was so, also not dapper and mustachioed. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. But I guess, you know, I guess I, I don't know. Is like Julia Roberts considered a, a sex symbol? Yeah, I would think. I would say so. Okay. So she's probably got 30 years under her belt of for that sure. title. Okay. For sure. Or like, uh, what's her name? Um she is literally in the news every single week for like being fifty in, in in her fifties and in a bikini. Liz Hurley. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, the um, Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally like every single week. They're like Liz Hurley looks fabulous in fifty five in her bikini, and she's literally just always in a bikini every time. It's like, damn girl, we get it. You look good. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> right. If my job was to, um have a personal trainer and work out three hours a day and, you know, have a nutritionist by my side. Hello. If that was my only job was to look good. Right. Damn straight. I would look good in a bikini. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So in 1936 for their first date, screen siren, Carol Lombard bought him a used model T Ford. And had it painted white with red hearts all over it, and delivered it to him with a note that said, "You're driving me crazy." They married three years later. That kind of reminds me of the the Simpsons, like I choo 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 you, and there's a picture of a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, but hopefully she didn't break his heart three days later. But um. <laughs> Right. No, they married three years later, so that's great. But uh, yeah, I kind of like it's so corny, but I low key love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish it's not like would she buy me a fuck- car. Right. I was gonna say it's not like she fucked up a brand new car. They did say it was used, and yeah. So no, even if fair. you didn't like it, it wasn't like you know. Well, now I have to get this repainted if I want to drive it. You know. Yeah. Sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not like wasteful. Seemingly. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. All right. So anyway, moving on to Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. So Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton were two of the biggest film stars of their era, but were perhaps even more famous for their torrid and turbulent on-again, off-again love affair that included two marriages and two divorces. In 1969, <laughs> 69, um, <laughs> Burton, so I just have to die. I'm going to dissect already real quick. Um, my best friend Meg and I have, well, this started before me, but um, it's like anytime you see a 69 in public, you have to like take a picture of it. And send it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you see like a 69 in a license plate, a 69 in a like price sign like you just have to send it (laughs) that's perfect yeah it's like childish but hilarious okay (laughs) um so feel free to use that too audience um okay in 1969 burton haggled endlessly and doggedly with sellers and finally coughed up over a million dollars which is 15 million in today's money to Mm. buy liz a 68 motherfucking carat diamond goodness Previously, the most expensive diamond in the world had sold for 300000 And this was a million. Yeah. <laughs> After their final split, 
Taylor sold the glittering rock for $5 million and donated the dough to charity. Well, that's kind of nice of her, but at the same time, like... Damn, son. Damn. <laughs> You're in possession of a 68-carat diamond. Can you even imagine how fucking big that is? I have no idea. Okay, I've seen like a seven carat diamond, and okay. it's like it is the whole fucking finger. Like, not, I mean, but you know, the whole bottom of the finger. Yeah. Seven carats. Insane. Seven yeah. carats is the entire from knuckle to knuckle. So add 61 more carats to that. Right. Ugh. Can you imagine Goodness. the absurdity? Yeah. Why wasn't it 69 carats? <laughs> right? Damn it. Richard, like, that's why she dumped your ass. That's why she gave it to charity. <laughs> yeah. She's like, fuck this situation. I don't owe you one, Richard. Yeah, you couldn't cough up, you know, like $1.1 million to make it 69 carats, you fuck. Right. Yeah, yeah. really. I'd dump them, too. <laughs> yeah. If it was 69, I would have come with, with the $5 million for charity to buy that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to King Edward of England. Edward VIII became King of England in 1936. But by December of that year, deeply in love with a married American woman named Wallace Simpson, uh, he was forced to choose between her or his throne. Hmm. Mm. Spicy. Right. He chose her. How wow. about that? Wow. She divorced her husband, and they were married the next year. Holy shit. So you got to figure that was like how Elizabeth got the throne, right? Right. Because she's been the queen like since this time. Sure. Because mm. she's old as fuck. I mean... Maybe not since this time. No, I feel like that, maybe there had to be someone in between, because, like, she's in her 80s. But she was, like, 18 when she became queen, so... So, I mean, yeah, 19... Maybe the math works out. Um, yeah, because you know, it's, it's 2020. So 1936. That's 84 years old. If oh, she was okay. born in 1936. If she took over the throne when she was 18. Okay, so and, there was probably someone in between there. Yeah. But still, damn, like, can you imagine you gave up? I mean, I guess Harry gave up the monarchy. Yeah. Prince Harry? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, because his brother's going to get it whenever the queen dies, but... Right. But also, because he's a dreamboat, and his wife right. is so hot. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the hotter brother, right? Um, I used to think that William was hotter, but as they've aged, William has aged terribly, and now yes. Harry's hotter. Plus, I have a thing for redheads. There you go. Yeah. So do you. They, right. <laughs> Is it William the one who has like the um Peyton Manning disease where his forehead yes. just gets bigger and bigger and bigger? Yes. Ugh. Yes. That's yeah, and his wife looks like you could make diamonds out of her butthole. Right. Yeah. Cause it's so tight for those of you who are not following <laughs> me on that. <laughs> yeah. But Harry's wife is a smoke show. Yeah. And isn't she like a, she's like someone famous's daughter, I feel like. Oh, I have Meghan no idea. Markle. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. They're going to have smoke show kids, I'm sure of it. And yeah, they yeah. like totally gave up the throne. Like, 
they're just like not even about that life. They don't, you know, and they don't even have the pressure of his brother who's like taking over the throne, you know, like mm-hmm. he's just like, nope, I just don't want that life, you know, which is respectable. Makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of Hollywood royalty, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the next story comes from the days of the early 2000s when Ben Affleck and J-Lo were together. Mm. Everybody remembers the classic Hollywood movie, Gigli. Yeah. What was their um, relationship name? That was, it was like, uh, uh, Benifer. Benifer, that's right. Benifer. Yeah. Uh, So when Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were Hollywood's most visible power couple in 2002. Oh, I hit that right on the head. Um, Ben spent a whopping 100 and I can't even say the story without $105,000 to buy J-Lo a toilet seat covered in rare gems, such as diamonds, rubies, and sapphires. So like... For those of you who don't know, a toilet seat costs maybe $16. Right. I actually bought one recently. <laughs> it's almost exactly $16. Right, yeah. <laughs> $105,000. Yeah, and also is it are the rubies on the top of like the seat or the top right. of the lid? Because you think assume- you're sitting on mm-hmm. gems is not going to be the most comfortable poop you've ever had. Right. I would assume that there's gems in it, and then maybe there's some, like, resin that makes it smooth, and it, you know, protects the gems, maybe. Or it's just on the lid, because it's a covered in rare gems. Or maybe it's just on the lid. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, uh, I never thought I'd say this about a toilet seat, Lopez gushed, but but it's beautiful. Almost like a piece of art. Right. So there you have it, folks. The world's most expensive toilet seat for the world's most beautiful ass. <laughs> Very true. 18 years later, that's still true. J-Lo yeah. is the smoke show. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the Super Bowl halftime show, like, what the fuck, J-Lo? Girl, she's 50, yes, right? Bitch, bitch, yes, yes. How- <laughs> yeah, she's in her How- 50s. Yeah. I think she's 50, um, 55, maybe, because they were saying Shakira's 45, and then she was 55. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Something else. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Jennifer Lopez is 50. She was born in 1969. Oh, okay. 69. Okay. 69. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her. She got her start as a fly girl on In Living Color. I do remember that, yeah. Such a good show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to composer Richard Wagner. Um, for his wife, Cosima? Cosima, yeah. Cosima's thir- 33rd birthday, German composer Richard Wagner-, Wagner wrote an entire symphony for her. Holy shit. Oh, Mr. Dutch. Oh, Dutch. Is so writing that- an entire symphony for you. He is ready. There's not even anyone outside. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just like, Mom, I'm bored. Let me out. He's just just writing a symphony for you to express his love. But then you can hear his little toes tap if I let him in here. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, She was awakened on her birthday morning to the strains of a 15-piece orchestra playing her the symphony on her staircase. When I woke up, I heard a sound. What music, she wrote in her diary. 
Holy shit. Can you imagine that? No doubt. You know what it's funny? It's like one time, okay. <laughs> This is a funny story. Like, I was talking to my ex-boyfriend, like, because he this is, like, my last relationship that I was in. And he was like, please take me back. Please take me back. And I was like, I had been listening to a lot of Solomon Burke at the time. And I was just like, listen, this guy was so sorry. He wrote a fucking song for his wife. <laughs> you haven't done shit for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even believe you're sorry. You asshole. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. This How is can you gonna... really be sorry if you didn't write a song? You didn't even write me a fucking song. I don't think you're really that sorry. I don't think you are either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is because he's still to this day. Yeah. Anyway, we won't go there right now. <laughs> Fair. But uh, yeah, so anyway, that's a pretty awesome story. Uh, speaking of awesome stories, here is the one of Bridget Bardot and Gunter Sachs. So blonde French bombshell Bridget Bardot was probably the most sought-after sex symbol of the 1960s. Uh, to woo the elusive golden goddess, German playboy Gunter Sachs paid for a helicopter to drop hundreds of red roses over Bardot's villa in the French Riviera. It worked, and they married in 1966. You're goddamn right it worked. Yeah, it would. <laughs> How I would that not work? Hearing that story, okay, like, so Right. <laughs> A helicopter to drop roses over hundreds your of villa. red roses. Goodness. Yeah. Talk about That's, game, motherfucker. What? Right? That's almost <laughs> as good as your, um, hey, you got to send me that meme. <laughs> right? Let me get, yeah. Game recognized game, playboy. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's move on to Horace Greasley. Oof. It's a little bit of a dark turn. I worry about mm, Yeah. Captured by the Nazis in 1940 and placed in a concentration camp. British soldier Horace Greasley fell head over heels for a Jewish translator named Rosa Rockbach. Such a cool name. Yeah. After a Greasley was moved to a camp 40 miles away, he escaped the camp to be with her an estimated 200 times, sometimes up to four times a week. Dude was getting it. Right. Oh. He was getting it in. Yeah. Um, tragically. Also, oh, oh go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I feel like this is going to take a turn. You had a good. Because uh, uh, if you escape, why wouldn't you just stay out of the because he was in love. I know, but he escaped. He escaped. So, wouldn't you just stay escaped? Oh. See, I mean, she was a Jewish translator, so I wonder if she was actually, like, employed by the Nazis. Oh, that's a good was point. She, you know what I mean? Like, That's mm, a good point. I don't know. So, I mean, she was kind of free. I don't pretend to, yeah, I mean, I don't pretend to know how horrific this time of humanity was, but... Right, yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. So, tragically, after Greasley was liberated in 1945, both Rosa and her baby died while delivering Greasley's child. No! Mm. Oh, God, now I feel even worse for saying that. You know, and that's like one of those, like... 
you can't love another person after that, you know? Like, no. 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 Like, no. No. You, no. You hold on to the memory of Rosa for the rest of your life. Right. You pine over her and your... Oof. Oof. Yeah, oof. Yeah, oof. Well, he is not the only broken-hearted fellow who mourned the loss of his loved one after he died. As a matter... After she died, meaning. Um yeah. As a matter of fact, Indian Emperor Shah Jahan was so heartbroken at the death of his wife, Mumtaz Mahal, who died while delivering her 14th child. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't your body just explode at that point? I don't know. I I feel like you're just walking down the street and a child drops out and you're like, oh. Right. There's my baby. They just come marching, marching out of that. (laughs) Let me pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, considering the quality of healthcare here in 1631, uh, anyway, he was so heartbroken that he commissioned over 20,000 workmen and over 1,000 elephants to build her tomb as a symbol of his undying love. It took over 22 years to build, but is now one of the world's most famous and instantly recognizable buildings, ladies and gentlemen, the Taj Mahal. I had no idea. And my ex-boyfriend can't even write me a fucking song? (laughs) (laughs) The Taj Mahal. I mean, this is literally one of the wow symbols of all time. I mean, I had no clue that that was a tomb for her. You see all these pictures. Yeah. Well, there is a mausoleum that Mm -hmm. is part of it that she is actually buried in. That is insane. Yeah. So it's not just a tomb. Like, it's an actual building as well. But also, there's a mausoleum that's part of it. But yeah, he built this motherfucker for her. A thousand elephants in 1631. 20,000 Workmen. 22 years. 22 To years. build this. Like, mm, that's romantic as fuck. Right. Should have stopped at 13. <laughs> <laughs> but then we wouldn't have the Taj Mahal. That's true. Yeah. She's a hero. We're going to fast forward in time a little bit. A to, lot bit. <laughs> a lot bit. <laughs> <laughs> To Beyonce and Jay Z. Oh yeah, history's right. greatest love affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so with his grand ostentatious, ostentatious displays of wealth and power, Jay Z oh. is sort of the Donald Trump of hip hop. Oh, he's going to be mad that we said that. Lots of people are going to be mad that we said that. I'm taking that out. Dodge, stop it. Good Lord. Let's see. How can we rectify this real quick? What? The, uh, maybe Jay-Z is sort of the. um, Bill Gates of hip hop. I was going to say Elon Musk of hip hop. No, Elon Musk is a weirdo. And he. Okay, fair. The no. Bill Gates of hip-hop. Bill Gates of hip-hop. Yeah. For Beyonce's 29th birthday, he bought her an island off the coast of Florida for $20 million. I feel like $20 million is a steal for a fucking island. You would think so, but, I mean, 
it's probably not that big and will probably be sucked up by the polar ice caps in three years, but right. Right. But also your own private island. Absolutely. Could you imagine like what is it just like a picture of it on the inside of a Hallmark card? <laughs> like, <laughs> where like it's like a cat that like sings or something, you, like open it up and it's like banana one our birthday and then it's like picture <laughs> of an island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And, yeah, I thought mean, that was a fun weird conversation. No, it's literally yours, honey. It's your island now. What? Right. The what cat? do you mean? No, the island. <laughs> the Thanks picture of this. the island? No, the actual island, honey. It's all yours. Right. <laughs> so weird. Uh, I'm like, does it have Wi-Fi? Because if not, I would like to trade it in for that right. 68 carat diamond. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the house that Beyonce and Jay Z live in is over 20 million dollars. You know what I mean? That, Easily. Like, I will probably never see $20 million in my lifetime. No way. Not but even. that still seems cheap to have your own private island. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. Like, so is it like a sandbar that if the tide isn't coming in, <laughs> it might be an island? Um. Well, did you watch <laughs> that? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not even comfortable talking about it, but the uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Oh, so, the island. Yeah. It turns out it's not as expensive as you might think to operate in okay. an island and uh, take children there to molest, as it turns out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And hire a lot of staff to cover it up. So, any whoozle, speaking of children, uh, in 2000. <laughs> that was a fun segue. <laughs> in 2011, at age 17. Justin Bieber rented out the 20,000-seat Staples Center in Los Angeles, California, so that he and his then-girlfriend, Selena Gomez, could have a private candlelit dinner. After eating, they watched Titanic alone together on the stadium's biggest screen. That's kind of hot. Aww. I I feel like... Yeah, did you have to rent out the Staples Center though? I, I feel like you could have been like, "You're you're Justin fucking Bieber." You could have been like, "Hey Emerald, I'm flying you out to L.A. We're renting out one of your restaurants. The Staples Center seems a little bit too much, you know, a little unnecessary, uncomfortable, very unnecessary. Like, like holy shit, we're in this stadium that can hold." 30,000 people. Arguably the least comfortable seats that you'll ever have. And <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it's me, you, and the guy that's, like, sweeping the floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. If I a mean, murder was to happen, this is but, the setting. Yeah, but if someone wanted to do that for Wrigley Field for me. Slide in those DMs. Yeah, any hole, any time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can get it. All right. Um, finally married at 100. That's an interesting, like... Lead-in? Yeah. Yeah. So in 1983, when he was 72 years old, Forrest Lunsway was set up by friends with a 62-year-old woman named Rose Pollard. Pollard? Pollard? Pollard. Pollard. 
wrong on both of them. Um, Rose told him that she only wanted to be friends and had no interest in getting married. Forrest persistently courted her for the next 20 years, driving the 40 miles back and forth between their homes just so he could see her again. Can you imagine that? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. If today somebody said, you know, I, I let's just be friends. Um, I have no interest in getting married. You're giving that person 20 minutes before you're like, eh, fuck, I'm moving on. Right. Mm, 20 years. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So in 2003, he proposed marriage to her, and she joked that if he lived to be 100, she would marry him. So in 2011, when she was 90, and on the day he turned 100, they were finally wed. That's kind of hot. Oh. So, I mean, holy shit. Um, in 1983 to 2011. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Can you imagine how vastly different the world was when they started this? Yeah. And then when they finally got married? Yeah. She's so like, from- fuck it, the internet exists. I mean. <laughs> right? So from 1983 when they were first introduced to each other, to 2011. That's 28 years. That's wild. Oof. 28 years yeah. of just... Um, mm, it's incredible. Just weird. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the top 12 most romantic gestures of all time. And I'm proud of both of us for not being like... Ew, gross. Yeah, we were actually, like, surprisingly <laughs> impressed and, like, touched by these stories. Maybe it's because we've been on such, like, a dark path lately of, like, BDSM and shit that we're like, oh, it's kind of nice <laughs> to hear something touching. Like, Right, we're, we're not, not talking about, like, consensual cheating or... Yeah, or, like, not touching with a cat of nine tails or something, <laughs> like... Right. This is actually yeah. something that was like uplifting and yeah. positive. I kind of needed something like uplifting and positive because I've just been like too angry for the world lately. No, I I understand. Totally understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm impressed with us for not being the ew. That's dumb. Yeah. Romance maybe, is stupid. Yeah, maybe we have hearts after all. Probably not, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, that was a lovely, that was actually quite nice. Who knows? Maybe love does exist. Yeah, maybe. Are you ready to find where it doesn't exist? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like pulling this up and I was like, Brian, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to just take this train off the tracks? And... Yes. All right, let's do it. Are you ready to For lose our... your faith in humanity again? <laughs> right. Yeah. Here we go with our What the Frank Tinder Profile of the Week. What the Frank? Brian, let's hear yours first, because mine is pretty epically disgusting. All right. This is a fun one. It comes from Emily at 33. Um, Just as a side note, uh, I have been off Tinder for a while, so these are saved. Just in case. Yeah, just in case there's questions about this later. But there are so many of these that we both must have a raging stock. I have a library <laughs> like, full. Yeah, to back up this claim, it is not just a claim. I have probably like an entire file in my phone of just like how awful these are. Yes, yes, so me many. too. So many. Yeah. 
already. Okay. Now that that disclaimer's out there. Yes. <laughs> this comes from Emily. She is 35. She says, I'm hard to explain in 500 characters or less. Let's chat and get to know each other. If you're under 5'8", for the love of God, swipe right. What? So, I mean, swipe right's the positive, right? So, I mean, I don't yeah, know if she's trying so to be a little more for positive. she's the love of God, swipe left. No, she's like, she's disgusted by you. If no, she says for the love of God, swipe right if you're under 5'8". I think she meant left. She might have. But here's my problem. I'm hard to explain in 500 characters or less. Oh, You okay. just used 52 characters to say that sentence. I'm so proud of you for, like, counting up <laughs> characters. It was a rough estimate. I didn't actually count Okay, them. okay. You could have but she, spared and, me. And, and then the next, uh, the next line, let's chat and get to know each other. Yeah, we know how this fucking works. Yeah, hello. It's fucking... <laughs> oh, God. The people that do this, it's just like... Okay, I will actually go on record before you even continue on this. This week, you know, a swipe with somebody that I think that I match with or whatever. And, like, you know, he leads in with, you know, it's a little slightly generic. Like, wow, you are so gorgeous. Like, which, okay, it could be less... I, I don't know. Like, people have done more. It's like, hey, beautiful. Right. You know, like, it's a nice thing to say, so whatever. So then it was like, okay, uh, you know, a couple of more funny quips on my end, but it was just kind of him answering. And then it was like, oh, well, I sure would like to take you out. And it's like, okay, why don't we get to know each other a little bit first? Right. And then he says, ask away. And I was like, nope. No, John. <laughs> this isn't the fucking Barbara Walters special on what your life is like, okay? Right. Either this is a conversation where two people get to know one another or get the fuck out of here. I will say that I am really bad about talking about myself. Yeah, but um, ask away, that is a Ask away, that's rule. the same thing as open book. That Stop that bullshit, yeah. No. Um... But yeah, to say, you know, I'm hard to explain in 500 characters or less. Okay, Let's chat to get girl. to know each other. We know how this works. And you didn't use 500 characters to say what you said. Right. So it's not hard to explain because you're, you're basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to explain that you like Starbucks and Uggs and probably have <laughs> more than one North Face. Right. What's her name? Not Becky. I already What's deleted her name, it. Becky? Stop. Was it Becky? Basic <laughs> Becky. Shit! Oh, I already fuck. deleted it. Um, oh my god! How did you do? That? Oh, that was it. That was all it said. Oh, it was it was Emily. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was it. It oh, was wow. Emily. It wasn't. But she might as well be a Becky. Unless you're a Becky and you love our okay. show, we love you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Also, really fun quick story before I get to mine. <laughs> me and Cherokee at work. My friend Cherokee. She works with me. I doubt she'll listen to this, but we decided this week <laughs> to create a Tinder profile for my assistant manager Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> so Cherokee and I have been hard at work playing love matchmaker for Sterling. Like we pulled pictures off of his Facebook. We created a whole like intro for him. Because <laughs> Cherokee doesn't know how this works. She's in a very happy relationship. So it was like, oh no, no, no. Girl, girls are never gonna swipe unless there's an about me section. Okay. So you need to make sure that you write something clever. 
kind of funny, you know, like can't wait to be your uh looking for the looking for the right dog to be stepdaddy to or some shit like that. It was very okay. clever. That's super clever. Super clever. You know, hot girls with dogs are gonna eat that shit up. So I was like, it was right. so funny because he's like, Yeah, okay, guys. <laughs> he's literally sitting right there the entire time we're doing this and like talking about it out loud. <laughs> he's like <laughs> and then we're like swiping for girls for him. So hopefully we'll have a a nice little love story to update you all on very hopefully. soon. Hopefully. But if you happen to be a single young lady between the ages of 25 and 32 in the Western North Carolina area, email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Perfect. So that I and can also, get And also, if you happen to be a um, single person at all, and you might be on Tinder or Plenty of Fish, and you would like to have your profile rewritten. <gasps> By the professionals. Myself we and would Brian. love to take care of that for we you. We have been dying to do this for people because I am telling you, I am so fucking good at this. Sterling. And Beth is perfect at like picking out pictures. Yes. How many times am I like, that's a dumb picture? And, and, and I'm like, like no, 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 you look incredible in that picture. Fucking and I'm like, stop. no, that looks, that's so you're stupid. Like, no, I hate, I that, hate picture. that picture. And I, I'm like, no, that's I the only it. picture that you look remotely <laughs> like anyone would want to have sex with you, Brian. <laughs> and look, it worked, didn't it? So you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Uh, are you ready to once again lose your faith in humanity? Yes. Okay. This is. Let me. <laughs> so prepared. Let me settle my gag reflex before I get started on this one. <laughs> All right. Well, Rocky is 45 and he is a mail carrier at USPS. In case you feel like calling the cops on this guy. Um, <laughs> How many windows do you think he's looked in of like single women's houses? While he's delivering the mail. I had to look at the pictures to make sure it wasn't my mailman. (laughs) But my mailman's also kind of hot. So if he is single and he wants to get at it. Anyway, I don't (laughs) listen to this. But here we go. I am a man with a good job. Okay. I like to lay back and go to the lake whenever I can. Whenever two words, by the way. Oh. I have been separated going on three years. So, yes, I'm horny. But that don't mean I only want a one-night stand. (laughs) I had to collect my gag reflex again. Oh, God. Okay. At this point, I'll take it. I work long. Oh, God. It's so hard to get through this. Yikes. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm reading this as it is punctually, punctuality punctuated, as it is punctuated. Okay. Gotcha. So at this point, I'll take it. I don't know what that means, but I work long hours, and when I'm off, I like to hang with a woman. A women. A women. <laughs> At this wait, I work long hours, and when I'm off, I like to hang with a women, even if we don't have sex. You girls want an honest man? Here I am. H e a r f y i. That's oh no. <laughs> Here I am. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh god! Oh god! Okay, I'm not the most handsome man. Like handsome, as in the band, the Chris Hansen. Oh, I am not the most handsome man. Oh god, Gregory, what's your go? Oh, but I'll rub your body. B a d d i e. What? Uh, all night while while you sleep. Oh. Um, Is there more? There's more. Oh my god. Well, let me just recap that sentence until I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the most handsome man, but I'll rub your body all night while you sleep. Uh, first of all, no, the fuck you won't. Oh, you don't have the dexterity to do that. Also, don't touch anyone. Don't do anything for me. Don't touch anyone while they're asleep. Don't, t- don't, t- don't look at me while I'm asleep. Don't touch me while I'm asleep. Also, I'd like to point out any man that says repeatedly, not looking for a one night stand, not looking for just sex. But I'll rub you're your baddie. For- I'll rub your baddie. <laughs> Absolutely looking for just sex. Anybody who. Hold on. This is that. Hold oh, on, Brian. No. We're not done yet. We're not done okay. But be warned! Exclamation mark. I'm a big man. Period. Down there. Cry face emoji. Cry face emoji. Cry laughing emoji. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you've said twice. That you're not looking for just sex or just a one night stand, but then you want the ladies to know that you're a big man. Period. Down there. Mm-hmm. Stop this bullshit. See, this is kind of like we 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 briefly touched on the pendulum swing. Yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> most men feel like women don't want just sex, and for the most part. Eh, roughly true. Roughly true. Uh, 60% of women probably don't want just a a hookup. They want something more. Right. But when you're trying to play to their interests by repeatedly saying, I'm not looking for sex, we know exactly what you're about. Then you want to try to tell people that you're big down there. We got you figured out, fucker. Like, stop this bullshit. Also, I just can't unread that. It's just so... (laughs) Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Okay, Rocky. And Rocky, is that your real name? Or did you just like... I'm going to go out on one and say it might be his real name. Because (laughs) only somebody whose parents are this weird would allow someone with this bad punctuation into his 40s. Yeah. Here I am, H E A R. Here I am. Hear me. (laughs) Yo, rabbit. Yo, rabbit. And this dude goes door to door delivering mail. That's fucking scary. He has maybe been to your house already, which is so gross. Right. There's no way this is my mail carrier, I promise you that. I feel like this dude needs to be borderline reported. (sighs) <sighs> I've thought about it. <sighs> All Anywho. right. Anywho, so 
Uh, let's get on to something more exciting, which is who are we crushing on and who are we dumping this week? Yes. And we are going to start out by, ooh, uh, headed back to the fuck yeah news story of the week. This week we are crushing on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Yes. Yeah. Okay. First, protecting LGBT rights. Hot, crushing, mm. okay. Ruth Gator Bader Ginsburg <laughs> could get it. Okay. Then, then, striking down Donald Trump's ruling on DACA, helping thousands of hardworking immigrants get a fair shot at becoming United States citizens. USA. 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 I am proud to be a fucking American this week for the first time in years. In a long time. God, I love it. So, yeah. Mm. Supreme Court of the United States, we are crushing on you this week. Get in them DMs. Absolutely. So, um, this week, we're going to dump... The COVID non-believers. Oh, my God. I can't. I'd also like to add the people that are like, I'm not wearing a mask. That that violates my First Amendment right. And that's who we're talking about. I mean, that's yeah, included exactly. in all of this. One of the greatest things I saw this week, though, and I had to laugh, was, uh, you know how they had Donald Trump's little rally in Oklahoma conveniently yes. on Juneteenth? Okay. Uh, also, they were like, no one was wearing masks. And I'm like, well, good. Then they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can't vote. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, because yeah, they these, won't write in their votes. Like, people have died from Corona and COVID-19. Do I mean, same what? thing. But Do you know what I saw the other day? Because I was, like, interested. Because I saw a post from Taylor Hearn about how many cases there were in Arkansas. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder where we're at in North Carolina. Do you want to know where we're at in North Carolina? I'm going to say under 500 cases. False. There have okay. been over 50,000 cases in the state what? of North Carolina. Do you want to know how many people have died? How many? 1,023. Wow. Have died in the state of North Carolina alone. Right. I thought we were doing way better than that, which is because there's only two cases in my county, but yeah. <laughs> in all of history of yeah, COVID. But also, we're arguing, there's like five people in my town, and I'm one of them. And <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, yeah. You got the hiccups over there? I do have the hiccups over here. Oh, man. So I just tried to chug them away. But. Like, these people who just don't even believe are like, oh, it's so convenient, it's an election year, this comes up. Okay, well, if there was a proper president dealing with it, wouldn't that be an opportunity to fucking shine and do well? By closing everything and, you know, uh, preventing financial collapse and, you know, because... yeah, it's uh, the world and science exists, so. And that's what I'm kind of most upset about is there doesn't seem to be enough research going into this. Well, and if you don't think that, like, if you, if you believe that this isn't real, you have to tell me that you don't believe the Black Plague is real. You don't believe smallpox is real. You don't believe that any other plague in the history of human beings 
right. was ever real. And if you think that nothing new could ever come up again, you're out of your fucking mind and you need right. to seek mental help. Well, the thing is, like, you know, um, COVID-19 very, I, I mean, it's it's like the flu. So you can boil it down to saying, if you don't believe the flu or the fucking cold exists. Right. Then you're, right. If you believe that those exist, but not COVID, you're a fucking moron. Right. Oh, my God. I just can't with those people. So, you know <sighs> what? It's not us. It's you. You're dumb. <laughs> It don't, is don't definitely even, you. Don't even try to write me a song to get me back, okay? <laughs> it's not right. going to work. Fuck your helicopters and your dropping roses. It's not happening. Nope. We're done. Yeah, we are never, ever, ever getting back <laughs> together. <laughs> and that is another episode of Beth breaking out in the song. You're welcome, audience. All right. <laughs> do you have any shout outs, Ryan? I do have shout outs. So um, <laughs> I would like to give a shout out. We're recording this on Father's Day. I'd like to give a shout out to all the Franks and Beans who are taking the father role Hell and yeah. wish them a happy Father's Day. Also, Henry Franzak is my dad and I love him very much and he is the greatest dad in the whole world. Um, not that all of you aren't also very good parents, but he is number one daddily doodly forever. Yeah. So happy Father's Day, Papa. Happy Father's Day to all the Franks and Beanies. Yeah, to all of you. So... Cool. Well, I don't have anything other than shout out to my dad, so. Cool. All right. All right. Well, happy Father's Day, you little Franks and Beanies. And take care, you little Franks and Beanies.